Hello and welcome to Macintosh and Mod Haven't Seen What? The podcast where Macintosh and Mod force each other to watch movies they should have already seen. I'm David, aka Macintosh. And I'm Diana, aka Mod. What are we watching this week? Macintosh and Maud haven't seen what? I'm Diana. And I'm David. This week I made David watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you've gotten away with not seeing this one. Mm, we'll get there. A group of Southern California high school students are enjoying their most important subjects, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Mm-hmm. 1982. Okay, so this was a movie that they played on TV a lot. Yeah. So that's why I saw it. Uh, I will say this is the first time that I saw it unedited. Ah. So lots of boobs. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an 80s teen mm-hmm. high school comedy. Yeah. There were boobs. Yep. If there were if it was a teen movie, mm-hmm. there were boobs involved. Yeah. Um, you know I had this rented at one point, mm-hmm. and. I think it might have been on TV once. I started it on the first 10 minutes. I might have been too young to appreciate what the hell was going on. Mm -hmm. And then when I actually got it again, I just never got around to actually watching it. Yeah. And then it just... Just didn't happen. I didn't care. But this is such a... This is a movie that they're always rerunning on cable and... I mean, it's streaming on HBO right now, so that's when we watched it. I don't... I don't know. I... I don't... No. And it's got so many people in it and attached to it. When it did rerun on cable, mm-hmm. it reran at very specific times. Well, yeah, because there is some more adults. They would either they would either do like a late night version of it, so they could do they could leave more of it in, or mm-hmm. I think it was just like it would be on for like once every year somewhere around some on channels. Like it wasn't one that they actually played in heavy rotation. It just would show up. No, the last few years they've been playing it a lot more because Sean Penn's been getting a lot more accolades for his performances. Oh, I mean, well, you know, he did Mystic River and Milk and all that. So of course they're going to start with his most famous role. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Not Judge Reinhold. What has he been up to? Also, we might we might want to mention this movie is now thirty five years old. God, I feel old. <laughs> thirty five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it had a budget of four point five million dollars, about, and then it made twenty seven million dollars. I can believe it. So it did really well, and actually, the studio was so convinced that only people on the West Coast were going to like it, they didn't plan a wide release. They were only going to do the West Coast, and then that was doing so well that they finally decided to make it go wide, which I had never heard of a studio doing that, like doing just a coast. Like, you know, usually we hear, you know, a limited release. So, you know, L.A., San Francisco, New York. Fun story. There's also a TV series. Yeah, I think it only lasted like a handful of episodes. Uh, seven episodes, but uh, Patrick Dempsey was Mike Damone. That makes a lot of sense. And Mr. Hand and Mr. Vargas were both portrayed mm-hmm. by the same actors. Yeah, no, I believe that. Oh, we also got some Moon Unit Zappa. Moon Unit? Man. Man. Those 80s. poor children. That guy did no drugs. No drugs. It's really weird. It's just crazy. Yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, Gwen Paltrow named her kid Apple, so... Yeah, but... You know. She's, she's legitimately crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you want to do writer or director first? You, you, your movie, you started. Okay, let's go with writer first. Okay. This is Cameron Crowe's first screenplay. Had no idea. Uh-huh. But saw it in the opening credits, mm-hmm. and the whole time I'm like, yeah, this, this tracks. This tracks yeah. is a Cameron Crowe movie. Uh, if you're not familiar with some of the things that Cameron Crowe has done, he is also responsible for Say Anything, Jerry Maguire, Almost Famous, and Vanilla Sky. Mm-hmm. I'm a... I mean, I like Say Anything. I don't think it's amazing. I still haven't actually seen it. I'm going to punch you. Um, I love Almost Famous, though. 
that that was probably my first real Cameron Crowe movie where I knew who he was. I mean, I love I love that movie. You know what my favorite of his is? Singles. Uh, I know it's a it's a dumb romantic comedy. I don't think and I've the only seen thing... that whole thing. Okay, here we should do that. We should do Almost Famous and Singles as a double feature. I don't know. But singles, mm-hmm. singles. Of course, I had to see it at some point because yeah. it has, it has my boy Eddie Vedder in it. Yeah, Pearl Jam makes a very hilarious cameo in that movie. David loves Pearl Jam a little bit. So does Cameron Crowe, for that matter, because he also did the twentieth anniversary documentary. Oh yeah, I remember you talking about that. Pearl Jam twenty. I forgot about that. He's huh. a huge Pearl Jam that goober. Totally tracks. Okay, so what did you think about? What did you think about the writing? Uh, felt very dazed and confused. It does. It, you know, I was I was expecting a little bit more slapstick, just from the vibes that people have given. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's, I mean, it's hilarious. It's mm-hmm. got very funny moments in it. But it's not. It's not about gags. It's about, yeah. you know, just about these kids' experiences. It's about real. It's about real life experiences, and then you know the mm-hmm. awkward moments that everybody's dealing with in high school mm-hmm. and like that it it goes over the whole course of the school year it's like a it's like a little bit tighter well well oiled version of dazed and confused yes but you can also see where link letter like totally totally got influenced by this well, okay, so I know you haven't seen a ton of the teenage movies, but can, the ones that you have seen, can you see how they all pull from this? Yes and no. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Okay. The newer ones definitely don't, because the newer ones, honestly, they all come yes. from American Pie. More so, yes. <clears throat> but American Pie pulls from this heavily. Right. No, I, I totally get that. It It comes back to it. I just feel like... The newer movies became almost Zucker Brothers airplane type movies. Like, they're visual gags and sight jokes, and this movie was not that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what to necessarily... I mean, the only movies that I could think of that came before this that were kind of that way was, like, Meatballs, which isn't even nearly as risque as this. Mm. But it's similar vibe of it's it's not about jokes every second it's about real life people and characters interacting it's one of those snapshot movies here's what it was like to be a teenager in the 80s yep it was 1982 um whenever i watch those scenes of them in the mall that's how i remember the mall when i was a kid yeah um I remember all those types of restaurants, those stores, the movie theater being in the mall. Um, You know, like we, you know, we have a Galleria here and I remember when the bottom floor had a full on six theater movie theater in it. It had a Bennigan's. It was a huge fucking deal. That's where you went to party. When North Park, you know, had... North Park had nothing. It had Neiman's. It had two. It had two. And Neiman's. Movie it had theater. Macy's. It did never had a theater. Yes, it did. Okay, well then, it has not had a theater in any of my formative years. <laughs> um, had a the- Maybe it had a theater attached or something like that. No, it was only. It was it only two across, screens. It was across the street. Yeah, that's what it was. It wasn't there. Um, I remember Concrete used to have one. I mean, it didn't matter. I used to go to like the General Cinemas up the street yeah. or something. But that mall, just the style, the look, that stuck around for a long time. It did. It, well, what's weird is, like, I. It, it's funny to think about that. I grew up in the age of the multiplex mm-hmm. and, the, and the sprawl and all, yeah. that, all that moved outside of the shopping mall. Mm-hmm. Big box stores showed up everywhere, and that sort of went away. So I, I, I almost feel like I watched the crumbling of all of that. In some ways. Yeah, I definitely got to experience the heyday of the mall. Though I still where got... you were dropped off and you could be at the mall for like six hours and have a blast. Yeah, it's not that way anymore. No. It's, it is it is a shopping location solely now. More so. Now, a lot of malls are changing that because they know people want to go to the destination. Like, and So malls are changing it and adding the movie theaters that they didn't have before. Um, yeah. But I don't think it's for everybody. 
I think it's for only for like certain groups of people. It's it's like they're keeping the kids out. No, they're making them family zones. Like two of our biggest malls are completely renovating in order to be more family friendly uh, destinations. Yeah. So like it's kind of going back to that, but in a different. It looks a little different. Well, yeah, because it's not. 1982 anymore yeah but no um like there's more of like the open air shopping centers as opposed to the enclosed mall structure but it's all still the same same idea yeah i just feel like it's not hospitable to teenagers hanging out anymore and never will be no it will just being again this is one of those movies where i'm thinking okay you know what uh I i thought about the whole cell phone thing i was like it really doesn't ruin anything in this movie no. It doesn't. Which is kind of nice. It just looks different. Uh, I don't know. It It doesn't matter. It's, it's of, it, it is specifically of its time, and that does nothing to ruin the movie mm-hmm. in any way. Okay, so the direction mm-hmm. is by Amy Hecklering. This was her first full-length film. She had done a short before this. Mm-hmm. Do you know what she's famous for? Uh, I saw Clueless. Clueless? Which I haven't seen. <gasps> you know I haven't seen this. We've talked about this over what? and over again. This is where I fell in love with Paul Rudd? Yeah, I've never uh, seen it. One of the men on my list who I will leave you for? Looking at the rest of this, uh, she was uncredited for A Night at the Roxbury. Yeah, I didn't I didn't look into that one too far. But the other big one that she did was she wrote and directed Look Who's Talking and Look Who's Talking Too. Don't think is, I've seen those the whole way through. Uh, those are adorable movies. <laughs> that movie explained a lot about how... Procreation works. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I've seen, no. I've seen, I've seen the opening credits to both of yeah. those movies, and well, then promptly turned them off because I was like, I don't care. Well, that's a really great visual for explaining how the sperm meets the egg. Yeah. It really is. And and then I realized I didn't. And need I think to... I was probably like seven or eight, and that was right around the time my mom was pregnant with my sister. So I was very like, how does this work? How does this happen? Also, pretty sure there's a Scientology connection there because Kirstie Alley oh, and yeah, uh, they're both in there. John Travolta. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Might yeah. have to go dig into that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's what she's famous for. And I have the the one movie of hers I have seen, Loser, with Jason Biggs. Don't ask me how that one happened. I'm shaking my head at you. Yep. That's just sad. Well. Okay. So what do you think of the direction? Incredibly competent for a first-time director. Mm-hmm. Oh, this yeah. This movie paces well, mm-hmm. works well. There's only one actor that I felt like you needed to pull more out of that person, and we'll talk to it when we get to the actors. Um, but that, you're working with younger actors. Maybe there wasn't that much to pull. Or maybe you um, didn't have enough. I mean, I, I, I give I give film directors a little more leeway on that because yeah. there's so much more you have mm-hmm. to deal with besides the actors on mm-hmm. on screen that they're, you know, especially with somebody who's doing it on their first full studio feature, yeah. you kind of have to just be like, yeah, I don't care. Your, mm-hmm. your actor should have done better and prepared better. Okay, well, that, they were they were young and that's fair. But there's only there's was only one that I thought, eh, we we should have pulled some more out of you. But no, I think she did a good job. Yeah. I wasn't distracted by any of it. The, you know, there's nobody that It works well, it flows well. She's not like doing stuff that makes it not work correctly. She's not trying to be artsy and fancy. Which this movie desperately needed not to be. Correct. It just needed to be let's let's get the shot, let's look at the kids, let's have them have their conversation. The director really just let the script do the work. Yes, she did. So, extra points to that. Yeah. Good job, Amy Hickling. But also let moments linger when they needed to. Do you have an example of that? Well, maybe the teen abortion scene. Which (laughs) kind of came out of left field for me. I don't know how this was surprising to you. Uh... It was a little surprise. Here's what's surprising. It's 1982 mm-hmm. and it just happens and isn't commented upon or anything. Mm-hmm. I felt like that wasn't going to be I mean, the Roe decision had only come down less than 10 years before that. Okay. So that was kind of interesting to me that they were willing to deal with it and just a yeah, this happens type feeling. I was like, well, I was not suspecting that that would happen in a movie from 1982. 
good for them. Yeah, I know. I don't, I've got no problem with that they did it. Yeah. It it, it just took me by surprise. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that it made me feel bad about it or anything. Mm-hmm. I just think it's funny that you were surprised that it happened. It's like, it's a teen movie. Someone's getting pregnant. <laughs> I wouldn't be, but I wouldn't. The thing is, it's like we saw American Pie. Nobody got pregnant in that. Now, I know it's all supposed to be their first time, yeah. but like, that, it didn't happen in that movie. And that's 1999. Oh, but you know what? They would never allow that in a movie, right? They would have never allowed that then. That's fair. Because back then it was kind of like, well, this is just as hard R movie. There is that level. Now, and here's the other thing. Back in 1982, I can guarantee you, the kids who went to go see that movie, their parents didn't care. Most parents were like, oh, that's a teen movie. You can go see it, whatever. And, you know, 1999 parents are like, how is it rated? Was focus on the family say? <laughs> all that bullshit. We've got all these pundits on TV telling us, this movie is inappropriate. This movie promotes sex. La, 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 la. Tell me how you really feel, though. A lot of feelings. (laughs) I do. I have a lot of feelings. Um, no, I. But it it is it is a different time. So they, if they had written that into an American Pie movie, it would have been the first thing cut. Which is interesting because I feel like that was their sort of moral statement that you know if you just have sex with guys, this could happen. Well, yeah, it could. Let's talk about the cast. Okay. Okay, leading man. Sean Penn as Jeff Spicoli. Okay, first of all, he's not the leading man. He's first build. He is first build and totally because he was already a star at this point. What else had he done before this? Uh, one I could think of off the top of my head is Taps. Which, have you ever seen that? No. (sighs) Okay. No. Taps is good. Taps is a great movie. Mm -hmm. Him and Tom Cruise, like, well before their time. Uh, Yeah, I knew... Oh, yeah, I've seen those pictures. Timothy Hutton. Yeah. No, Everybody's I, in that I, one. Yeah. Um, he, okay. He had, he had, I'm he looking at it now. He was on the rise. He was on the rise. He broke out with this mm-hmm. and then Bad Boys right after it. Oh, okay. Which was a big deal for him. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody really remembers that movie. But, you know, then all through the 80s, he mm-hmm. went on the rise and married Madonna. And that went badly. Oh, yeah. He's, he's kind of fucked up, dude. He definitely has a type of lady, too. Well, he's a very, very fucked up dude. Um, I think he's mellowed out a little bit. Um, and then chosen some really good roles Ugh. now in his career, in a lot of ways. But um, he, he was pretty volatile when he was young. Mm, alcohol and drugs will do that to a person. And rampant misogyny as well. Oh, just a little bit of hating, that. Hating women. Mm-hmm. To be fair, after after he kind of got clean, he got with Robin Wright and everything. Seemed to be they were pretty, pretty solid. For they were solid for a long time. Fifteen, almost twenty years. Okay. But in this movie. Okay, but for Jeff Spicoli. God damn, he's so fucking good in this movie. He's. You want to know why he's so good? He plays Spicoli so innocent. He's just a child. Yep. Like, what? Well, why did you take my pizza? That was my pizza. Huh? Rips up his rips up his card. You're a dick. What's your problem, <laughs> oh, dude? dude? Like I could totally picture our six year old saying things similar to this. <laughs> He's very Jeff Spicoli. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's just He's it's so innocent and he, earnest. Yeah. Oblivious, but earnest. Well, and totally, totally stoned. Oh, well, yeah, he's, he's a surfer dude. Um, but he's he's so great. Mm-hmm. And just the the ordering the pizza scene. Look, I've I've heard about a lot of scenes in these mm-hmm. movies, and yeah. so there's an expectation. Yeah. But even when, so you've got the expectation of when the scene's going to happen, and then you see it, and it's ten times better. Well, you've heard that. You've that just... was awesome. Totally awesome. But it's, he's got those this... guys are fags. Well. It wasn't those. I've heard but, that one a lot, I especially mean, in junior high. Aloha, Mr. Hand, I've heard Aloha, many, many Mr. times. <laughs> Aloha, Mr. Hand. Yeah. Um, but bringing the pizza in, I was like, well, I figure it's my time, too. Isn't it our time? <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And the shit-eating grin on his face when he does it. <laughs> I really liked him explaining uh, to Mr. Hand about the to, Constitution. Uh, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> so great. I really need 
more Jeff Spicoli-like summarizations of history. <laughs> I need that. There's a there's a website out there called Philosophy Bro that does um, philosophy entire bro. philosophy sections um, in Bro Talk. Oh, I could probably really enjoy that, especially if I'm drinking. When we're off the air, I'm going to have to read one to you. Okay. That's quite good. Okay. Um, nah, he's just, he, he's such a bro, but he's such a bro in the best way. Because oh, here's the thing, bros get he, a, bros he, get a bad rap. They do. And this is the good side of the bro surfer dude. This bro, he, he doesn't mean any harm to anybody. Exactly. He's he's just he's so innocent. Even his dick of a teacher. Yeah, he's so innocent and things everybody gets that. Yeah. The teacher is just incensed by somebody who is just so oblivious of what's going on in the world and around him. That's what infuriates Mr. And Hitch. kind of amazed. <laughs> but you no, know, it's just that like I can't I I can't get through to you. I don't I can't change who you are. I can't break you. Exactly. <laughs> so it's so fun. Um, that look is iconic, you know, the, the, and all the of, Vans waffle shoes. And all of the roles he's done mm -hmm. still may be his best. This, and I would put it right up against uh, Milk. Milk, I haven't he seen... He was wonderful. I mean, I haven't milk. seen Mystic River, I haven't seen 21 Grams, people... 21 Grams him. is horrible, I don't care what anyone says, that movie sucks. Um, you know, and, and some painful. of the other small things he's done... Uh, people say, you know, amazing things about the stuff he's he's worked on, and, and I totally you know, get it. I Am Sam. Yeah. Which was good, but that movie was really about Dakota Fanning. But, like, he's just so perfect in this he's, movie. Yes. And it's, it's, it's a testament to how good of an actor he is, because he did so many, you know, action dramas throughout the mm -hmm. rest of his career. Like, this is a total goofball move. <laughs> Okay, next we have Jennifer Jason Lee as Stacy Hamilton. She's a little one note. She is, but she's kind of trying to be every girl. A little. Every girl that's very, very horny. She, just, she gets really naked in this movie. And she this gets is like This is her first real thing. Uh, I mean, she was 20 when she made this. She was 19. 19? Okay. Mm -hmm. She had done a bunch of television through yeah, the seventies, okay, yeah. so she it, yes, it was kind of her first big movie role. It's hello world, here are my boobs. <laughs> I have sex with everyone. Remember, I mean, we talked about on Taxi Driver. She was considered for the role of Virus. She was on the short list. Yeah, she had no problem showing her boobs. Now, something like that. <laughs> no, it's fine. I don't have any problem with an actor who's like, all right, whatever. And I. She, I haven't seen that much of her except for like the very recent comeback stuff. I just watched her on Atypical, um, the show on Netflix um, that centers around a family where the son has autism. Mm -hmm. He's on the spectrum, and it's really interesting. But it it she's a very dysfunctional parent who her son is uh, he's growing up and he's starting to become more independent and he wants to date. And so mom doesn't know what her identity is without their child with special needs. So she kind of goes crazy. Yeah. Well, and she's, she's good. But I feel like everything I've seen from an adult Jennifer Jason Lee is a drunk, damaged woman. Yeah, that's, that's kind of like all I've seen from her. So range wise, I have innocent slutty girl damaged older drunk woman it's like what happened stacy hamilton <laughs> oh wait i know i saw the movie now at some point you might have to watch the hateful eight i know because she's in it and everyone says she's amazing she did I, she win an award for that she got nominated she's I nominated believe. for golden globe i would have oh she got nominated for an oscar for she that did movie. oh she's fucking great in that movie yeah no no i i swear i remember her getting nominated and i was like Oh yeah, she should have totally. I, I I was very, I was almost wanting her to win that whole thing I kept for supporting actors. Her and Patricia Arquette confused because they look a lot alike. Nah, she, she, out of that whole movie because there's a lot of dreck to get mm -hmm. through. Between her and Samuel Jackson in that movie, who I think mm -hmm. gives one of his best performances, mm -hmm. they're both on point and amazing. Okay. So it's, it's uneven. We're not going to review it for this podcast, but Ooh. like. We already um, talked about it. We talked about watching. it in Reservoir Dogs. She's worth watching. All right, so after Jennifer Jason Lee, we have Judge Reinhold. 
Okay. As Brad Hamilton. I know that he basically got shut out of everything because he did, you know, he went straight from this to like Beverly Hills Cop and then got pegged in a bunch of family movies. Mm-hmm. This dude should have been one of the biggest comedy stars of all time based on this performance. Mm-hmm. He's so freaking good. You know what he does? He does the same thing that Jason Biggs did in American Pie. He says, this is who I am. I am fully committed to this guy. Well, and as as we kept pointing out, oh my God, he needs to play Jason Siegel's dad. Because he looks just like Jason Siegel. So, okay, during the masturbating scene, David says, oh my God, it's like forgetting Sarah Marshall. And I was like... Oh my God, he does look like Jason Siegel, who's totally on my list as well. Um, <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a list. <laughs> and we're going to talk about it on the podcast? Why not? I'm constantly talking about how attractive people are. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I love you. All the men on my list, you sh- the only quality you don't share with them is that they're all really freakishly tall. <laughs> but you're the same height as Paul Rudd. That's the only quality you don't have that they have. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you can talk about your list. Judge Reinhold. <laughs> not on my list. <laughs> I do not want to have sex with Judge Reinhold. <laughs> I just, that needs to be made abundantly clear. I do not want to have sex with Judge Reinhold. Okay. That's not meant to offend Judge Reinhold. I'm sure he's a perfectly fine person, but no. Also, your name is Judge. <laughs> this is the best conversation ever. Judge Reinhold. Okay. Was in this movie. Correct. What do, what do we need to talk about with him? We like him. Yeah, he was no, he's he's so great. And again, I was just like it you could have kept giving him roles like this. He just mm-hmm. knocked it out of the park. Yeah. So unassuming. It's just a average dude. Oh, yeah, he was in the Santa Claus. I forget. I forget what he's in. He's just... Because he's one of those everymen. Yeah. Which is fine. Um, I don't know. He's he's just... He he's was. Brad. Brad's like the perfect name for his character because he's just Brad. He's Brad Hamilton. Very generic white boy name. Okay. Now we have Phoebe Cates. Linda Barrett. I mean... The older, wiser girl. I mean, there's an iconic scene there. Yep. Been playing for years. Yep. She only did a few more movies, and then she retired. She stopped doing... She stopped doing movies. Oh. Yeah. Do you know who she's married to? No. One of my favorite people, who's not on my list, but one of my favorite people, Kevin Klein. Hmm. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. I've been married for a while, too. I love Kevin Klein. I could talk about him forever. No, I mean, she's... she was. She's the actor who I thought we should have gotten more out of you. Really? Mm-hmm. She's very... Okay, I feel like we should have... Okay, I know that there are some deleted scenes. Uh-oh. We should have gotten more about her boyfriend. Because he... And as, as the... What we watched, the theatrical released... I feel he's fake. He doesn't actually exist. Mm. That's what I got from her performance and from her story. That's fair. I mean, by by the terms of this movie, she's literally there to serve one purpose, and mm-hmm. that is to walk out of a pool to the cars moving in stereo mm-hmm. and take her and take her top off. Yep. And I don't think that's her fault at all. Oh no! Now she... that you mention it, I think that has to do with I think that has to do with the writing. That character is not fleshed out in any form or fashion. <laughs> If there, there is supposed to be a scene where we meet him ah. briefly, but because that's cut, I think he comes off as being fake. Well, it's just we don't care about her. Yeah, and there's and she's really just the wise relationship stage to Stacy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, nothing else happens with her, so we should have had more happen with her. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Just more should have happened in general. Mm-hmm. Um, let me get Ray Walston as Mr. Hand. Classic character actor. Mm-hmm. Perfect foil for Spicoli. What else has he been in? 
Because um, you threw my phone across the room, <laughs> so I drew on you. Well, he's got a bunch. Of, he's got a bunch of movie roles, but I think you'll remember him from a little show called My Favorite Martian. Oh yeah, he's on the picture. He was the Martian. Yeah, he's the picture. He looks. He whenever I see his face, I think of Joel Gray. Uh, they, they they have a very similar facial structure. Yes, except I think he was way more on film than Joel Gray ever was. That's okay. So, but gosh, it looks like he was he did everything, TV, film, mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what about some of the cameos in this film? Well, okay, are we gonna skip past Demone and Rat? <laughs> Fine, Demone and Rat. Who are they? Well, we've got uh, Robert Romanus and Brian Backer. Mm -hmm. Damone is the hustler. He's scalping tickets. And then you've got Rat, who is the nerd. And they're just friends. They just hang out together. Rat's actually a pretty good fleshed out character. He is. He's very three-dimensional. Um, Damone is... And a genuinely a nice guy. Damone... He's a stereotype. And not a good, not in a good way. Well, the actor ha is playing extremely low energy, which works at times. And he was supposed to have a full frontal nudity scene, and they cut it, mm. so they didn't get an X rating. Mm. Well, was it to show a small penis? <laughs> well, it was either show his penis or they or do the carrot blowjob scene. One of them had to go, and they decided to to cut his scene. That's probably which the right honestly, choice there. Which, honestly, if it's between those two, they made the right decision. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But, okay. They have the whole carrot scene, and then we don't know if she gives a blowjob. That was wasted. They didn't do that in American Pie. Well, here's here's the one criticism you can give the direction, mm -hmm. writing the whole team as a whole. Mm -hmm. It is uneven. Yes. It's kind of all over the place. It's great in the beginning. It's decent at the end. The middle sucks. Uh, it, it has. It, it's fine all the way through. It's just there are things that are brought up that don't ever get resolved. Yes. And then it just kind of comes to a screeching halt right at the end. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, I don't need it tied up in a little bow, but it's a little like, huh? That's where we're okay. We're ending the movie now. Mm -hmm. Cool. <laughs> that was that was a little weird that we ended right at that point, but you know, it just is what it is. On the flip side, I'm like, if you just kind of let it, ha if if you just kind of sit back and enjoy the movie, you don't really care. You're like, cool, whatever. I'm just gonna hang out with Spicoli for an hour and a half. Okay, but our cameos. Our cameos. So, uh, two of Spicoli's friends are quite famous. <laughs> I got one right away. Uh, Mr. Because Eric Stoltz. His red hair and long red hair, and piercing eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Fired from Back to the Future himself. Original Marty McFly. I know. Hearing, oh, hearing the guy who plays Biff talk about that whole thing is nuts. can't remember the actor's name, but he was on the episode of Nerdist and he talks about that experience and it is so fascinating. What's a, they have it all in the documentary now. I think Eric Stoltz has even talked about it. And I think I think Stoltz has even said, like, oh, yeah, they made the right choice. Like, yeah. Like, hands down, they all know we did what we had to do there. No, that's fair. Um, and then the other surfer dude is Anthony Edwards. With lots of hair. Mr. Mark Green from ER. I'm sorry. Okay, he's been famous for many things. I'm, I'm, but I'm sorry. That's what I know him from. You mean Goose, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> because that's what he's from. That's what he's known. That's, that's, okay, he's known for those two things. It's Goose or Mark Green from ER. Yeah, but it's Goose for real. He died on ER. When he died in Top Gun? Are you kidding me? I don't care about Top Gun at all because I'm a lady who we regret doesn't care to... about military stuff and volleyball. So my favorite line from that movie is from him. We regret to inform you that your sons are dead because they were stupid. <laughs> <laughs> my Okay, so there's that scene where they get yelled at by their commander. Uh-huh. My, my brother, who's in the military, has informed me that one time him and a friend got in trouble. And they had been watching Top Gun on a loop. Because that's what you do. <laughs> and they got in trouble, and when they came out of the room from being in trouble, they both said, that was exactly like the scene from Top Gun. <laughs> I know! <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, uh, yeah. You know the real fun part? Hmm. My grandfather used to be the tower attendant at Miramar at Top Gun. But you know what's funny about that? Hmm. That scene where the guy spills the coffee on himself? That was him. They base that on him? No, not really. That but just totally happened. that's who he was. Okay. And that totally happened to him. When they but negative ghostwriter, the pattern is full. We're gonna do a flyby. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I could see your grandfather being that guy. <laughs> Especially with Mr. D. <laughs> totally. Totally. Oh yeah. I could totally see but he those was, two guys. He was he was the to- he was the he was the tower guy at Miramar. Totally buzzed the tower with those hotshot yeah. fighter pilots. Okay, and there there's there's one more cam I mean, no, there's several other cameos. Oh, God, there's a lot of cameos. But there's one more that must be discussed. Force Whitaker? Oh no, I don't give a shit about him. First of all, Forrest Whitaker's amazing. He, oh, he is a wonderful actor. And he's really good in this movie. Yeah, he is. As the superstar football player. But you're not, it's not the one that's the most interesting. Is it Nicholas Coppola? The one time he has ever been <laughs> credited as Nicholas Coppola. Mr. Nick Cage himself, who showed up to set and was bragging to everybody about his uncle, and everyone got pissed at him, and this that was part of the reason why he never went by Coppola again. They're like, you're being a dick, and nobody cares. Mostly we see him, like, dancing around in random scenes. He's, he's a background guy. He's at the... He works at the same restaurant as Brad. Um, yeah, he's at school. He is Brad's bud. Yeah, that's all. Oh, we might as well mention Taylor Negron as pizza guy. He was in an episode of Friends. Yes. He's been in he's been in like an episode of everything. Well that's that's when I first saw him. Yeah. Or recognized him as an actor. And then I was like and then when I would see this movie again, I'd be like, Oh, is that guy who was on Friends? I love though that rather than credit him as Pizza Guy, they just credited him as himself. It was Alessandro's. He that's what it was. It was <laughs> bugging me yesterday because I couldn't remember what 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 did he do on Friends. He was the owner of the restaurant Alessandro's that Monica ends up working for. Ah. Uh, Sorry. He was also in Angels in the Outfield. Oh, yeah. Okay, so did you have a Spicoli in your high school? I have to think, so you tell me. I did not have a Spicoli. I had somebody who was kind of that dumb, <laughs> like oblivious, but I didn't have anybody who was like the dumb stoner guy. No. Or yeah. I went to smart people school. Though we had, there were plenty of people who were oblivious at mm-hmm. Smart People School. Um, I don't know. Most of the people I hung around with were like super cynical instead. Yeah, I mean, I was in the debate and theater crowd, so it wasn't like I I was around the super peppy whatever man type thing. Yeah, I didn't have a Spicoli. We had a dumb jock, a real dumb jock. Real dumb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I was actually, like, I remember sitting in class with him and thinking, I'm a little worried about you. <laughs> like, you're that stupid. I'm a little worried about you. <laughs> like, and, you know, I was, like, basically Emily the Strange. <laughs> so, like, I don't give a shit about these people. No, you were Daria. I was Daria. <laughs> Uh, side note, I've been Daria on three separate Halloweens as an adult. Because you were Daria. <laughs> I, I was Daria. You still are. I'm a little more Jane. Yeah. A little more Jane. I could see that. So, who are you in this movie? Oh, I'm Rat. We, we did, yeah, we didn't do this with American Pie. But, but... I'm I'm Rat, easily. Yeah. The total nerd who doesn't know how to talk to girls, but then yeah. winds up striking the fancy with the, with the cute every girl out there that me no not that girl at all not even a little bit <laughs> um given our character choices i'm linda <laughs> I, I dated an older gentleman when i was in high school uh, yeah i can't be state like i'm kind of like stacy and i'm like i was very like y'all are having sex how does this work i need more information <laughs> but i was smart enough to know not how how to not get pregnant yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I was, I would, I would have been Linda. So. What's the rating? You start. Okay. I know it's my movie. I'm going to do three, five. Mm-hmm. Because it was so influential to future teen movies that I love. Would you watch it again? Yeah. 
Hell yeah. It was super watchable. This was one that I looked over you and I was like, okay, he's really liking this one. This wasn't torture for him. I'm just enjoying it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, what's your rating? 3-5. 3-5. Okay. Solid movie. Mm-hmm. Solidly done. Lots of fun moments. And not too much time in between them. Mm-hmm. It re- like the the ten minute stretch there that threw me was the was the abortion bit. Some of that was being genuinely surprised that they put mm-hmm. that in it, and some of it was like, this is a storyline. Part of it was that the storyline was just there, and then it didn't matter anymore. Yeah, I did like that. Her her brother waited for her. Yes, like she didn't tell him, and then he was just like, oh, I gotta wait for my sister. Another reason why Brad is so awesome. In this well, movie. and then he's just like, who did it? And she's like, I'm not gonna tell you. That will be your secret. And it's like, are you hungry? Yeah, let's go get some food. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the big brother thing to do. Yes. Which is sweet. So, okay. So we've already decided who we are in this movie. Uh-huh. You're Rat and Linda. As part of this Black Friday release, we're doing a double feature. Uh-huh. And we are doing American Pie 2. Because I decided that you would probably like two better than one. And you owe me an extra movie for checking out of screen. So. All right, we'll get back to y'all in a little bit. See ya. All right, we're back with American Pie 2. Jim and his friends are now in college, and they decide to meet up at the beach house for some fun. Uh, this movie, uh, the original came out in 1999. This one's 2001. Two years later. Um, and they had a $30 million budget and they made 287. So, no way. So it did really well. Of course it did. Uh, they brought back all of the original cast. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we don't, I don't feel like we really need to go through that. No. So, who are you from the first one? We talked about this. We actually did talk about this when we did it. Oh, did we? Yes. Okay. And that you couldn't really pick somebody, but I was shit break. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, no. This one, I'm Jim. Yeah. I'm totally Jim. Yeah. You are. <laughs> and you're totally Michelle. I'm, I'm still a lot Heather. Eh. I'm a lot Heather, but yeah, I am also a lot, <laughs> a lot Michelle. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty 50-50. Okay, so what did you think of this one? It was good. Mm-hmm. It was also just fine. Yeah, it wasn't like... They took everything that you liked about the first one, they did again. Yeah. And that's okay. Maybe with some maybe with some gags that were a little bit tighter, it all moved a little bit faster, it paced better. And the relationship <laughs> stuff was definitely more mature. For the most part. I... Well... It, it was. The relationship stuff for Jim, definitely. Mm-hmm. The relationship stuff between Vicky and uh, and Kevin? Yeah. No. Well, okay, Kevin's not being mature, but that happens a lot. People who've been high school sweethearts for a very long time, they break up to go to college, and when they see each other, one of them still thinks that things are happening, and the other one is like, no, I've moved on. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's usually what's happening. Well, it's also that those two actors are just awful. They really are. Tara Reed is horrible. She's not entertaining to watch. I wish they had given more to uh what is Natasha Leon's character's name? Jessica? Yes. I would have liked to have seen more from her. And actually get with somebody. I don't care if she got with somebody or not. That's fair. But I liked her a lot in the first one, so I wanted more. This have a real, real awkward lesbian scene. It's bad. Yeah. Very, very gross, stereotypical, like, porn fantasy lesbian thing going on, and it's bad. And it's, we and we get the joke in about two seconds. Yes, it, yeah, and it just went on for too long. It was just for the sake of, you know. The yeah. joke, there is a joke that works tremendously well, and mm-hmm. once again it involves Jim. Which joke would that be? Oh, that'd be the super glue to the penis. That's amazing. It's so great. What's amazing is his physical comedy. Yeah, I mean, 
he's tripping around with his hands in his pants, with one hand in his pants, and the other hand he is, he's got a videotape. Yes. It's just great. And then his scene with Eugene Levy, hospital, I think I'm just going to keep this a secret from your mom. <laughs> it's so awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he plays the most awkward parent on the entire face of the planet. Yep. Oh, and yeah. you know it's all ad-libbed, so you you sit there knowing, oh, how how did you do this in the editing room to make it look like they weren't all cracking up every five seconds? Oh, well, during the lesbian scene in this movie, Sean William Scott got to improvise a lot of his lines. Uh, so during the lesbian scene, Eddie K. Thomas couldn't stop laughing, so he's cut out of a lot of that, and it looks like just it's just Jim and Stifler. Because his character is laughing, and they couldn't use it, <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, Stifler did not change at all. No, Stifler didn't change. Um, we get more Stifler, mm-hmm. which he is the comic relief of he the is. whole thing. Yes. Again, I still love the fact that they took Stifler, who is the biggest dirtbag mm-hmm. on the face of the planet, but they punish him for being that way. Yes. That's maybe the the best thing to say about this and the difference it has between other teen movies. Yes. He doesn't just get away with it. He gets his comeuppance. You know, especially since, you know, he, Finch still gets to lord over him that he slept with his mom. <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome. It's, it's quite good. And actually, this movie, Stifler's dad was supposed to appear, played by Chris Penn. <laughs> but they cut it because the test audience didn't like it. So yeah, I mean, there's, you know, I, I I think it's just a little bit cleaner, not cleaner in terms of content, but mm-hmm. a little bit tighter, a little bit cleaner, better executed version of the first movie. Yes. With new gags. Yes. And the, the sweetness in this one is from, Jan- uh, I still love that line, I'm a band geek. I just never joined the band. Yep. It's adorable. What's even more adorable is when he's walking down the stairs being like, I'm not retarded. I'm a very special boy. boy. Let's hear it for Petey. (laughs) (laughs) He he gets a whole lot more time in this movie Mm -hmm. to be his character and it and it plays really well. Yes. Because between him and Stifler, that's where all of the jokes are. Yes. Yeah, I think that's fair. You could cut out almost everybody else, and you could still have a funny movie. Well, you've got to keep Allison Hannigan. And you you do have to keep Finch. You really do. He's he's just lovely sight gags. When he's preparing, he wants, <laughs> he's he's trying to harness his Harnesses. tantric his tantric energy so that he can be prepared to have sex with Stifler's mom again because she was a goddess. Yep, she was the best girl ever. He's obsessed. Yes. And then he learns not to be obsessed. And then she shows up anyway. Mm-hmm. We find out that her name is Janine. Yes. But she still wants to be called Stifler's mom. Anyway. So you thought this movie was better than the first one? Uh, just slightly. Mm-hmm. Like I say, I agree that it's it's no it, it's in no way really different from the other movie. It mm-hmm. just, they they had polished it a little bit more. Okay, so do you like... The American Pie franchise better than the Fast Times? No. Fast Times is better. Fast Times is way better. I figured that would happen. I figured that's what you would think. Okay. Fast Times is paced right. Fast Times mm-hmm. has better jokes. I agree. Um, and a more realistic outlook on everything. That's fair. Fast Times manages to pull off the cartoony feel with the real... It, it, it has cartoonish characters mm-hmm. who are real life people. So it kind of manages to pull the best of both worlds from Heather's and American Pie. So what would you rate this one? Uh, I'd give it a three. That's about where I'm at. Yeah. Three. It's pretty middle of the road, but fun. Silly. Don't, don't know if I, I... I enjoyed watching this one again. Yeah. It made me laugh. And it definitely... It does have some sweeter moments than the first one did. Yeah. Because the first one's literally only about sex. Correct. And this one's a little more about relationships. Humans sex. together. Yes. Are you going to make me watch American Wedding? I've never seen American Wedding. <laughs> Neither have I, so you know. Yeah. And then there's American Reunion. 
Do we have to go that far? We don't know. We're going to have to go to Scream 4, so... Anyway. All right. Have we told them what we're watching next time? What are we watching next time? Oh, our next movie is going to be The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Yeah. Yep. Do you have any idea of what you're in for? Uh, only the horrible things you've said in that it's really long in a spaghetti western. That's all you've primed me for. <laughs> well, okay. Can I try to give you some of the good sides, maybe? Sure. Keep it quick, uh, though. Well, we'll keep it quick. Um, interesting acting. Okay. Um, especially because we've got some real Hollywood powerhouse actors okay. alongside a bunch of Italians. Okay. And um, some really tense moments. Okay. Leone's really good at making tension out of inaction. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then some genuinely, like, amazing scenes. Okay. I don't think I'm so much, like, trying to scare you on this one as I'm just sort of like, I don't know how you're going to like this. I just don't know. Well, you're really excited for me to see Network. I know. Shat all over that. So maybe you know my. I don't know. You're gonna be like, this was awesome. Who knows? I'm prepared for you to dislike Sound of Music. Hmm. I don't know. I, I might... don't think you'll dislike it. No. But I don't think you'll like it. I do enjoy Julie Andrews. So. She's amazing. She's a treasure. Yeah. She should be respected all around the world. Should have been my fair lady, damn it. Worked out alright. She still got an Oscar for Mary Poppins. It's true. It's alright. All is right with the world. Well, till next time. Bye, guys. Bye. That's it for this episode. Please take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com. Going through IMDb. We'll cut this out later. We'll cut this out later.